Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Welcome to Bleedies, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about some wrestling, everybody. Let's jump right in. We have some headlines, obviously, before we get to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling tonight was awesome. Uh, we are building towards Under Siege, and uh, we'll get into that shortly. But let's start off with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy last night on All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite on TNT. Orange Cassidy is the king of sloth style, okay? He wrestles slowly. All right, he's a cool guy. He puts his hands in his pockets. He's got his he's got his aviators, the custom-made aviators that were broken in this match by Pac, right? The big headline coming from this is he was legitimately knocked out in this match. Now, I've tried to find like the visual, I've tried I've tried to find the actual like moment that it happened. There's rumors that cuz we all saw the Liger bomb where Cassidy got dumped like really high on the back of his head. Like it really looked bad. Like, oh shit, he's dead. And then he didn't kick out. Pac had to, like, roll him out so his shoulder came off the mat. That was the only way they kept the match going. So uh, Orange Cassidy uh, legit was knocked out. They go to commercial break, and they stay in picture-in-picture. Picture. And while, while they're in picture-in-picture, picture, you can really see, okay, Orange Cassidy might be dead. What are they going to do? Because like, uh, allegedly this, the planned main event were, or the planned result was double count out. Both guys are exhausted. Maddie Spice just did a TTS, and I don't hear any audio. It says, can someone kill Excalibur? He is the worst announcer. He makes Matt Stryker look good. I hate Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker was terrible tonight. He even had a weird moment where he did, like, a pre-tape. It was really odd. But uh, going through this uh, this event, uh, Orange Cassidy, they were trying to figure out how to end it. That's why the rush, like, Don Callis runs out. Uh, Omega hits Pac with the belt. It looked it, – it, it made the epic ending of a draw. A 20-minute time limit draw now looks like two guys couldn't answer a 10 count, which sucks. But it is what it is. We, we got a triple threat match at double or nothing, which I hate. Because in a world where we've been really critical of WWE, we've been really critical of Monday Night Raw. And here we are booking a triple threat match in, in the same vein as Monday Night Raw would book a triple threat match. So I like the idea of double or nothing being two title defenses. I thought that was a cool play on words the show opens with Kenny Omega versus Pac and now Kenny's like weakened going into his match with Orange Cassidy Cassidy loses the main event but at least it is more believable that he can win Um, and that would be the benefit of being the number one ranked guy the number two ranked guy would go first in the night but it is what it is I I, uh, Maddie Spice brings up this is the first triple threat match for the AEW championship kudos i guess like I, I guess that's exciting for these guys they're gonna have a great match i'm excited to see it but 
I just feel like it's very, very WWE booked. And now while I'm watching Dynamite, I'm not as angry as I think Kevin is. I think Kevin is a little bit more, like, he he definitely comes out and, like, okay, this show sucks. And he'll message me, like, I didn't like this, I didn't like this. And when we talk about it, he helps me realize that I hate some of this shit, too. But now that I'm really, like, I've had a day to really pontificate what happened, yeah, the show is kind of stupid. And I wish we had, yeah, like, it just seems like, it just seems like this uh, this build for this pay-per-view. And now I'm hearing that Dynamite is going to be moved around for the NBA playoffs next week. So that's one of the issues with, okay, we got to throw all the matches together tonight. And that seems like what they kind of did. But I thought Hangman, and again, Hangman Page was my pick to get a title shot. Like, I just thought, hey, I'm number one contender for several weeks. Why am I not getting any love from you guys? It makes no sense. Um, but I think that I'm, I'm the same way where I am getting a little sick of all elite wrestling and it seems like a lot of people today were upset with Cody Rhodes' promo because we're a, another another instance where AEW makes fun of – hold on, let's take a sip of water. AEW makes fun of WWE. Cody Rhodes comes out and books every storyline WWE has done for the past 30 years, the evil heel from another country – the guy who hates America but lives in America. He needs to fight an American hero. He needs to fight. Uh, he, he needs to get out there and take on somebody from America. America needs to st- We need somebody to stand up and represent us. And that's going to be Cody Rhodes this time. Cody Rhodes is our Hulk Hogan. He even, wears the, uh, he even wears the weightlifting belt, Hulk Hogan style. So I think there is a lot of – that. I am a little bit perturbed. I'm a little annoyed by – the build for that match. We, I would just like to see Cody versus a go-go wrestler versus boxer. I think you can advertise it that way. But, and, but what we're going to do instead is we're going to advertise uh, America versus England. And I wonder if, I wonder if America is going to lose this instance because Cody doesn't seem to lose very often. So I'm not sure. I mean, and obviously him and QT, this should be between them. It should be between the nightmare factory and the factory but it just kind of got switched up for some reason, and Cody wanted to go for, I have America tatted on my neck. That's what this rivalry is all about. So Orange Cassidy's getting his title shot. I cannot wait. Mia Yim was seen backstage at SmackDown during Throwback SmackDown. People are speculating she's going to make her main roster re-debut very soon, possibly even this Friday night. No vignettes or anything like that, which... The cold debuts are, are fun sometimes when they are like a shock or a surprise. But if they just have her come out and win a squash match or something like, I almost wish we did a, a, some vignettes and let her do the proper. She wins a couple enhancement matches and then we get to see her get involved with some of the main stuff. Uh, even maybe have her do a feud with Bailey or something or, uh, or Carmella, just something. Give the women something to do. But uh, definitely show us who she is. Because I think this was a lot of the flack WWE got when they debuted Ricochet and, Al- and Aleister Black. They had no characters. They just came up from NXT, and it was presumed that everybody already knew who they were. But there was no continuation of who these characters actually were on the main roster. They didn't have a lot of backstage stuff. They didn't have a lot of, of promos or, or any pre-tapes like you saw in NXT. So when they came to the main roster, it's almost as though Vince was like, no, we know who they are. We already know who they are. No need to advertise them or give them any development. Everyone knows who they are, which obviously didn't work. Ricochet's floundering now. And uh, we the same thing can be said for Alistair, who's making his return. But even last week on SmackDown, they had to cut his vignette. Now, I will point this out as well. They showed Chapter 2 of his Tales from the Dark Father on main event. So I kind of thought, if you're not going to have him on SmackDown, why not have Dark the Tales from the Dark Father 3 on main event? And just replay it whenever you want on a SmackDown on a main roster show, but you can still do a you can still treat main event like new things can happen here. You should want people to watch this show. You should give people an incentive to watch it. But they give you bookend. They give you a good opening match and a good closing match. The middle is what you fast forward through. Thank God for Hulu. So I don't know. I'm excited to see Mia Yim finally be brought up as Mia Yim. I don't know if her and Keith Lee are still together. But maybe even a collaboration with Keith Lee would be good for her. Maybe they could both find something to do on the main roster together because clearly Keith Lee has been forgotten about. 
Uh, I, I would like to see him go back to NXT or maybe even put him, uh, send him to MLW if that partnership is actually there. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what she does. Oh, that was that slide I was looking for with Geezy. <laughs> I put it right here. So let's talk about Impact Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Impact Wrestling emanated tonight from Sky Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was a kick-ass show. I really enjoyed it. I missed the Finn Juice match. I think after going through my notes, that might be the only match that I missed. Um, he hate me in the chat, says I would like to jerk it to Mia Yim. Not true. All right? I'm married, okay? That audio you guys heard was from Avlidi's much, much younger. Not the same guy whatsoever, all right? All, all right, everybody? Forget what you heard during the break. None of that's true. No more subscribe star. I'm giving up on that. Let's go through Impact Wrestling. So the show open. Havoc. Havoc is a big woman. She's looking good. She's a, uh, she's like, she's their Nia Jax. She's got the bigger legs, the bigger body. She's way taller than every other female on this roster. And Rosemary, her opponent, Rosemary, named after Rosemary's baby, I believe, paints her face, used to have the Marilyn Manson gimmick as part of Decay. I do not like Ro Rosemary. Now, when these two came out to open the show, I was excited when Havoc came out. And I was like, okay, cool. I hopefully, I am hopeful Havoc wins this shit. Okay, Havoc better fucking win, even though I have no faith that she's going to get it done. She got it done, folks. Havoc wins this match. Big ladies stand up, gets a big victory over Rosemary. Rosemary, like, and now there was an annoying moment in this match. Now, I have been watching a lot of mixed martial arts lately, okay? And there is a link between MMA and WWE, or at least MMA and pro wrestling. So there's a moment in this match where Havoc has Rosemary on her belly. They're on the mat. Rosemary's on her belly. And Havoc has Rosemary in a full mount. Like, her arms are trapped under Rosemary's, or uh, under Havoc's legs. And Havoc is just raining shots to the back of Rosemary's head. Now, why in 2021 can the referee not just stop the match in a moment like that? Rosemary's not defending herself. She's just standing there getting fucking worked on the back of the head, which is illegal in UFC. I get that. But I thought this moment would have been way better if the referee just stopped it. Because when I saw Havoc had a full mount, Rosemary wasn't even moving. I just was like, wow, this would be a great way to really put people over in impact is if you just have Havoc get a big win by trapping Rosemary and getting a huge dominant win like that. So I really would have enjoyed that moment. They took it away from me. However, Deanna Perazzo showed up wearing, uh, wearing slippers <laughs> to attack Havoc after the match. It was She looked ridiculous. I love Deanna Perazzo, but it, she look, it looked like she got dressed in the dark. Like It really was an odd outfit choice. She couldn't find her shoes. So there was even a moment where she's trying to wrestle in these flip-flops, and she has to, like, Matt Riddle herself. She has to, like, kick these flip-flops off, like, here I go. I'm ready to fight now. Now I lost the flops. And um, Havoc eventually gets the upper hand. Deanna goes to leave. Like, okay, you guys got me. I'm out of here. But as she's backing up the ramp, Ro Rosemary and Decay are still there. And it's like, shit. I need, I need, to, I need to get by. And then Kimberly, who is uh, – I mean, I don't know how she still has a job here, but she's a female wrestler, so she gets to come out with Susan, who we're all still unsure why Susan is here and Sue Young has never been heard from again. And we see we see them come out. Decay won't let them by. That sets up a match for uh, for Under Siege. That's all it takes to build a match. And Tiana goes back in the ring and eats a tombstone from Havoc. Now, I loved this segment. I liked Havoc getting put over after the weeks of her getting shit on in that tag team division where she should have fucking won the tag belts with Nevea. Uh, she's now a singles wrestler and she got a huge dominating showing, a huge dominant showing over Deanna. But go home math dictates. That means Deanna's keeping the belt. Now there could be a huge swerve. Maybe Deanna loses. I just don't see that that's possible in any sort of way. Then we go to the good brothers backstage. They're trying to cut a generic good brothers promo about how they're going to win their titles back. And Kenny Omega shows up and fucking, bitches these little kids out like it's weird like on on dynamite kenny good brothers and the young bucks as the elite they all they all seem you know cohesive however tonight it did not seem as cohesive it really didn't like it seemed like 
Kenny was trying to Kenny was making me like have sympathy for the Good Brothers. Like I wanted the Good Brothers to turn on Kenny Omega tonight. It was odd. You know, the Good Brothers are sitting there talking about how, you know, they want their belts back and Kenny's saying, "You guys are losers without me. I'm here to like coach you up." You know, like it really it was this odd moment. Like why would we like why would we do this? So odd moment re- really interesting like I, w- I wonder if they're teasing anything with that but I, I can't wait I can't wait to see where it goes but uh, Omega says he's going to make sure these guys get back on track he's coach Kenny now so coach Kenny's going to make sure that his boys get back on track because they have a six man tag match at under siege so I'm interested to see what that leads to uh, up next my kind of match X Division Scramble PD Williams El Fantasmo uh, TJP, Rohit Raju, AC Romero, and Ace Austin. PD Williams, Maple Leaf Muscle. I do like that they credit him now. Like one of his career accolades is the inventor of the Canadian Destroyer because everyone does that move now. They just, everyone took his move. We see uh, Penta do it constantly, young, young Bucks do it. Everybody does a Canadian Destroyer. Like it really just, he was the first guy to do that move. Like you don't see everyone running around doing the rock bottom or the stunner. Some people do the stunner, but not everybody. And when people do it, it's the end of the match. Now in wrestling, you can do it, and the guy will kick out. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. Panama City Sunrise. Everyone does it. Uh, Exhibi- so, Exhibition Scramble, PD Williams, El Fantasmo. He is from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He did an amazing job to prove to me why I don't like New Japan very much. There's a moment in this match where he is walking the rope. He's holding TJP's hand, right? He's doing old school Undertaker because apparently he rips off Undertaker constantly. And he's walking the ropes. And, he, like, you know Undertaker walks the ropes to, like, the middle of the ring and then just jumps down and hits? He's walking the ropes all the way around the fucking ring. Like, like it's a show. And TJP is just standing there going, like, oh, my shoulder, my shoulder. Meanwhile, he's cohesive enough to push this guy off and, like, take him out of the ring, do something. Now people are swinging at Phantasmo, and he's jumping and landing on the rope still. Like, it's a circus act. And I feel like every me, Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, we're all watching this cartoony bullshit going, yep, this is why I hate New Japan. This is why I hate El Phantasmo. This is why I hate Zack Sabre Jr. I need some realism in my wrestling. I know wrestling's fun, and you can do silly things. You know, I mean, we believe the Irish whips are real. We believe, you know, a Russian leg sweep is real. I watch Tough Enough. I know it's fake. But when I'm showing somebody wrestling and my wife's watching this or my son's watching this or anyone's watching this and this guy is just walking around the ring holding TJP's hand, tight walking the ropes like in the worst way. He just looks stupid. And it's just embarrassing. And I watched New Japan. I tried to watch a little NJPW Strong, which is in English and all of it. It's to me, it's some of the most unwatchable stuff now. When I watch Okada and Tanahashi, I don't feel like I see much of this shit. So if that stuff is there, then yes, I would not like that. But I don't like this El Phantasmo guy. He does the Undertaker pin for the win. He, I think he's terrible. He sucks. He's getting an exhibition title shot for why? Why? We had Petey Williams almost win this match, and it was looking like, oh, yeah, Petey and uh, Josh Alexander had a tag team match like a couple weeks ago. So why are, that would be awesome if we have a, a battle of the two Canadians. The first Canadian exhibition champion in uh, PD, I believe he's the first Canadian in PD Williams. Take, Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you, Quigley. The, the elixir bomb is hitting me, bro. I appreciate it. Let's get a sip of water, actually, to celebrate. The elixir from Quigley. I'm thirsty tonight. It was a long day. It was a long day driving around South Dallas, East Fort Worth, wherever I needed to go. That's where I was. East Dallas as well. Big city these places are. Quigley just cast an FTW spell. I wanted to see AOC dance. I saved it as a gift. Why isn't she dancing? The FTW spell, I appreciate it. Fuck the world, bro. Not even for the win. This is fuck the world. This is Taz shit. I hope she dances soon because it's not moving. Let's move on. Scott Demore is in his office, all right? He's talking with Susan and Kimberly. They want to match with Tennille Dashwood and Taylor Wilde at Under Siege. So, of course, book it. I don't know why Susan and Kimberly wanted this match because I thought they were going to do something with Rosemary. 
but they have been building this up. Taylor Wilde is getting ready for her title shot. So everyone hold tight because it's coming. We all see it coming. She's going to fight Deanna Parazzo either at Against All Odds or at Slammiversary, which I cannot wait to see. Violent by Design is then cutting a promo backstage. They're just talking about how failure needs to be removed from their vocabulary. Now, I feel like I haven't seen these guys in, in a couple weeks. I don't know. They don't really have a storyline going on at all right now. So I'm interested to see because I know Eli got hurt. I think he's going to be out for a while as far as in-ring activity goes. So he's going to have to be kind of coaching these three guys. But you can do stuff with them. I, I really like Eli, by the way. We got a cheer. We got a cheer for I'm Corey. Thank you so much for the 100, the 100 bits, my friend. I appreciate it, Corey. We're talking about some impact wrestling that went Sonic down tonight. Sonic underscore Gino says, what about fought the world world? We never got to see Taz take Darby to FTW World. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, Sting showed up, and they just were like, you know what? Let's do Darby, and Sting will be best friends. That'll be way more fun. So, again, thank you. I'm Corey. Thank you, Gino, for subscribing to the channel on Trovo. Twitch and Trovo, those are the best places to be. Uh, he hate me. says, Vleeties, please turn on TV. Let's do it! thank you so much for subscribing on Twitch. I appreciate it. Screw the shit out of me. You've been subscribed for 10 months. I appreciate it. He hate me says, please turn on TTS. That's not a thing, dude. I, I, there's no way to turn that on. That's a Trovo. Uh, that's written into the code on Trovo. Twitch doesn't have such a benefit. Uh, you, can, you can do sound alerts for bits on Twitch. You can do cheering on Twitch. Those are really the only things to do on Twitch. However, that TTS, that's only on Trovo. I don't know who made Trovo. But they made sure T TTS was exclusive to there. But I appreciate you subbing on both. You are the man. And I don't hate you, all right? He hate you, whoever he is, is a real dick. I better not be Willie Mack or Sam Beal. Those are my guys. And they had a squash match tonight. Sam Beal got some offense in on Willie Mack, but this was clearly just kind of to set up. W. Morrissey beat Sam Beal. Now Willie Mack beats Sam Beal. Willie Mack. Big black dude, kick-ass guy. Look, I always refer to him as the Black Samoa Joe. Cause when I remember when uh, we saw this guy in L.A. a few times when I lived in L.A. in like 2012, 2013, Willie Mack was on the indie scene down there, and I would see him in Empire Wrestling Federation, Wrestling Care, some of the shows I would go to. He was there, and he was awesome. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And I remember always thinking, like, why isn't this guy getting the same treatment as Samoa Joe, another heavy set man? who moves like a cruiserweight. It's really fun to watch. So I was wondering when that was ever going to happen. Here we are. I get Willie Mack uh, in, a, in a major storyline with W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey, obviously, for those who are unaware, formerly known as Big Cass in the WWE. He's in the best shape of his life. He's working more like a big man than ever. I can't wait to see him and Willie Mack tear it down at Under Siege, uh, and we will make predictions on that immediately following this recap. So uh, we go to Swinger's Palace. Palace. That's where we went thirsty tonight see what i'm saying guys uh we go to swingers palace johnny swingers backstage with everybody he has his little casino gimmick i used to really hate this but maybe it's just wrestling it grows on you man uh, gino used to tell me is not how great is this shit and i was like oh, i hate this and now i'm at the point where the music's playing in the background and i'm bobbing my head i'm like okay okay i'm liking swingers palace now i'm a big fan of swingers palace i'm just moving around with it i'm like this is great so at Swinger's Palace, uh, we, we learned that Alicia Edwards is now one of the employees for Johnny Swinger. Alicia Edwards, she does a good job at looking like the lady who's been at the casino too long, just smoking cigarettes and getting free drinks. And she's just getting fucked up playing slots all night. Uh, or she's playing like video poker at the bar. TJP comes in. Ful Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Like everybody comes in. Everyone who was just in this this uh, exhibition scramble, TJP, Ace Austin, AC Romero, Rohit, all these guys show up. And it's like, what? Like, you know, what are the odds on us getting tag team title shots? Who, who's going to be number one contenders for Finn Juice? And we, we get we get a match booked. We get a, we get a match booked between um, TJP looks over at Petey Williams like, hey, we don't have partners. You want to be partners? So now they're going to be partners. AC Romero has Larry D. He's like, we're, we're going to be partners because we're already partners with Triple XL. Uh, Rohit looks at Shira. He's like, we're partners. And then Madman Fulton and Ace Austin are like, no, we're partners. <clears throat> so everybody's got a partner. We got a fatal four-way set up for the pay-per-view. I can't wait to see that. However, Good Brothers, where's their title shot at? What's happening here? Don't, don't leave out the Good Brothers, okay? 
they're important as well. So let's go to David David Finley and Juice Robinson are backstage with Eddie Edwards. This is just kind of a weird, like, I'm a good guy promo. Eddie Edwards has Kenny with him. He's got his kendo stick back. That killer cross broke. We never will forget it. And, uh, you know, they're setting up their match later on, which is fine. Uh, David Finley, son of uh, Fit Finley. I like I like Finn Juice. I do like these guys. And when I watch New Japan, they do stand out as I actually enjoy them even in New Japan. So we'll have to see what happens with uh, with this match later on tonight. We go backstage to Tennille Dashwood. She's pumped up that she's teaming up with Taylor Wilde. Uh, Taylor Wilde obviously doesn't really want Tennille Dashwood as her partner, doesn't like Tennille Dashwood. But they're going to be friends. It's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. We can't wait to see it. Up next was Finn Juice, uh, was David Finley of Finn Juice taking on Machine Gun Carl Anderson. He was in the finals of like the 2012 G1 Climax, okay? He's a great wrestler. So one-on-one match, obviously there's shenanigans. Kenny Omega and Doc Gallows are at ringside. Juice Robinson is at ringside. This is just a schmoz. Um, David Finley wins by disqualification. I think Kenny Omega came in and beat the shit out of him, even when the ref was looking. He hate me in the chat. He says, how is Emma on impact? Tennille Dashwood is great. Her gimmick is really cool. She's obviously an, she's an influencer. You know, she has, when you look at actually the entire roster of impact, she has the most Instagram followers, Twitch or Twitter followers. Everybody likes Tennille Dashwood because she's a hot chick. So uh, she has like a little like puppet following her, uh, you know, kind of a nerdy guy who just takes pictures for her and stuff. And she had a title shot last month, and, you know, there wasn't a real opportunity that she was going to win it, but I think she's doing really well in Impact. Like, I can't imagine her getting lost in the shuffle if she goes to AEW. So I think that she she belongs on Impact. And I think there's she's constantly being used. Since I've been watching this show, she's been on it. It's not like WWE where, you know, I haven't seen Carmella in a few weeks. You know, I didn't. We, we didn't see Peyton Royce until she was on Raw Talk. So I mean, there's even other women on the show that when they pop up, I go, "Oh yeah!" Like this is a company that has a 30 women's Royal Rumble. So I mean, they have women on this show, but we get to see five or six of them every every episode. So they have a lot more women than they let on. But uh, Tennille Dashwood is constantly in some sort of a storyline. Whether that was with, I mean, she's the reason Havoc and Nevaeh broke up in a lot of ways. She's always doing something. So I think that's good for her. Uh, let's keep going through this show. Chris Saban was being hyped up as po- a possible challenger for Kenny Omega. I would love to see that. We move to a... Um oh, this was actually a pretty fun match. Brian Myers versus Crazy Steve. I my, my neighbor was in my apartment while I was trying to watch this. And I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought it was fun. And we're building towards Brian Myers versus Black Taru. At Under Siege. Black Taru wears a big boar's head, all right? He's like a Taurus or some shit. He's pretty scary. Nathan Weller would not like this guy. Um, Brian Myers gets the victory. Uh, you know, obviously, Brian Myers had to cheat. And then he gets laid out by uh, by Black Taru, right? Isn't that what happens? Yeah, they, they lay out Brian Myers and they put like a tarot card on top of him saying that he's going to die. Which is pretty, pretty, pretty fucking... It's pretty gnar, bro. I don't know if that's good. I think that's pretty bad. But uh, moving on to the main event, the six-man tag team match. I already talked about it, everybody. Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, and Moose are ready to tear the house down. I think last night I predicted the heels would win this match because a babyface was going to win at the pay-per-view. However, I think I'm changing my tune to that. Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, and Chris Saban are on the babyface side. Who is Matt Cardona? He's uh, Zack Ryder. He used to be Zack Ryder. He's always ready. He's officially signed with Impact, by the way. I was on their website, which I have never been to. and I, I haven't been there since, like, 2012. And his, like, theme song's been uploaded. And, he's yeah, he's there now. He's, he's an employee. Trey Miguel uh, dating Alicia Toot. Good for him. He was a former member of the Rascals. Triple H told him he had no passion. He had a, he had a pretty weak last man standing match with Sammy Callahan. At the uh, at the last showing at Rebellion, and then Chris Saban, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, one of the greatest wrestlers in TNA history, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Honestly, I would love to see him wrestle Kenny Omega, but I feel like that's such a fantasy. There's no way they're going to position Chris Saban as the guy. 
they're not going to position Chris Saban as the guy to get his match with Kenny Omega. But this six-man tag was really good. And I think now, – now, there's a moment in this match where Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown are hyping the possibility of Chris Bay one-on-one with Kenny Omega. I think they do this with everyone in the match. Oh, can you imagine Chris Saban versus Kenny? Oh, what about if Moose got his hands on Kenny Omega? When they did it for Chris Bay, I thought there was a legit, like, that would be awesome. Like, what if they just did that? You know, here I am hung up on Moose, who should already be the champion. Matt Cardona used to be Zack Ryder. Trey Miguel's not ready for the world title. Chris Saban doesn't have enough popularity to be put in. He doesn't have the popularity to be put into this huge situation. Why not do a huge surprise? Let's put Chris Bay... In a match with Kenny Omega, I think that would be great. Now, I'm not saying that's my official prediction because those are about to come up. Um, I, I, in the chat, uh, Moose, yeah, Moose is still rumored to be leaving. There's no updates on his contract. There's no updates that he is going to be coming up, resigning with Impact Wrestling. There's nothing that says that. So we're just going to have to wait and see. I imagine if he wins this match, they're going to do something. And maybe, he, I mean, he's the one who tweeted that his contract's up in June. Maybe he meant June 2022. We don't know. He was being cryptic. He didn't put a year on it. It's not official. But as of right now, he said he's leaving in June. So uh, Sammy Callahan got the pinfall here. And it made me kind of think, I mean, they set this up great. Um, Sammy Callahan got the big win. And the Good Brothers and Don Callis are backstage. And Don Callis looks kind of like worried at how dangerous Sammy Callahan looked. Now, we have Kenny Omega fighting John Moxley in all these death matches. I think Sammy Callahan, even though I'm not a big Sammy Callahan guy, him and Kenny Omega could have a pretty good death match. Like, I remember, I don't know why I was watching this event. I must It was just one of the ones I watched. Rich Swan versus uh, Sammy Callahan, where somebody did like a pedigree on Legos. And I was like, that looks like the most painful fucking thing in the world. So, I'm, hey, I'm all for it. I don't like Sammy Callahan, but he looked really good tonight. He was kind of winning me over. Like I said, make me watch it enough times, and I'm probably just going to start liking it. That seems to be the way of the samurai. So, great episode of Impact. Again, today's Thursday. I, I will go through my shows, every show that I watch, and I'm going to have to puzzle them and see which one was the best. Uh, I watched a lot of NWA this week. I'm not caught up on NWA. So, once I get caught up, they're going to be added into the ranking system MLW is off until July, so there's going to be no uh, MLWs to rank for a minute. So we're really looking at only the main shows, I think. We're looking at AEW, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I think those are really the only ones. 205 Live was really good. So fitting those wherever we can. But before we get into our rankings, we do have a pay-per-view. We got ourselves a pay-per-view this Saturday. Uh, Let's see. He hate me again. He dominated this chat tonight. I will finish watching Lucha Underground. I like Lucha Underground. I think what happened last time I was watching it, um, I noticed how bouncy the ring was, and for some reason it just took me out of it for a night. I'll get back into it eventually. But I really love the stories. I really like the character development. It, like I feel like Ross should watch a little Lucha Underground to feel what they're to figure out what they're fucking doing. Sonic Gino also mentioned that Bay is Bay. He is. There's just no denying that. Chris Bay rules. I really like the the ultimate finesse. He's great. And then, yeah, NXT UK will also be making its way into the rotation. I want to watch that gauntlet match they just had. They had that female gauntlet match on the show today, and I kind of am curious because I like what's uh, what's her name? I like their champion, too. I, 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 it's not good that I forgot her name, but I like the women's champion over there in uh, uh, Kaylee Ray, I think her name is. Yeah, Kaylee Ray, Kylie Ray. She, uh, I, like, I like her as their champion. She's a really good women's champion for that company, so – Let's take a sip of water, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a sip. Let's hit play on uh, iTunes real quick so I can take a sip of water. Yeah, Diva. She's like, is she, is she hotter than Eve? She, no, she's not hotter. If, if Eve had a sex tape, I don't think I could jerk off to it. I, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make a prediction. Let's go into Impact. Oh, wait. No, let's go to Impact first. We'll do those after. Ladies and gentlemen, Under Siege is taking place this Saturday on Impact Plus. $7.99 a month. 
I don't have a promo code for it, but eventually I will. Maybe one day. Scott Tamora unblocked me on Twitter. So I'm in good graces with this company right now. And I swear to God, if any of you know people that watch Impact Wrestling, you tell them where to find me, okay? I feel like I'm the only Impact Wrestling podcast alive right now. In fact, what I should be doing is not talking any WWE at all on Thursdays and doing the official Impact Wrestling podcast. That should be it. Shouldn't have even brought up AEW or WWE. None of that shit. I, I listened to that one Impact Wrestling podcast. I think it's Total Nonstop Impact. And it was so interesting to hear them talk about WrestleMania because one guy who watched it asked the other two people on the show if he watched it. And they, were, they, they, they both said, no, I don't watch that stuff anymore. Like, there's people in this world that exist that watch TNA that don't watch WWE. And that's why when NXT was moving to Tuesdays and Impact moved to Thursdays, I, at first my initial reaction was like, I don't think anyone that watches Impact also watches NXT. Like, that was just my thought. People that watch NXT don't watch Impact. Like, that was in my head. Like, no, that's not true. The 900,000 people that are watching Impact or whatever it is, the 100,000. Like, I just, I, I, I feel like those people don't watch NXT. They love Impact, so they watch Impact. And I got that confirmed a little bit, at least, by the people, uh, by the people in, uh, on that Impact podcast. They legit don't watch WrestleMania. They're like, I don't want to watch any WWE shit. I want to watch uh, Taylor Wilde's return. I want to, I want to watch Under Siege. They have a completely different mindset. Like it's, it's interesting. I, I just can't live that life. Um, now I will say, Impact is going to rank towards the top of my rankings this week. Might even be, gosh, uh, we'll get into it. But, yeah, Gino in the chat, Impact fans are ride or die. Like, And I feel like I'm one of those people. I, I, I did stop watching the company for a few years. I'd say three or four years. But here I am back into it heavier than ever. I, I love this show. I think it's really good. I love a lot of the character development. I like a lot of the matches. It feels like they are, they are a happy hybrid between Raw, which has no wrestling on it, like in-ring wrestling on it, not much of that, AEW has so much shit, has so much wrestling on it, and then you go to Impact, I think it's a happy hybrid. Um, And then, yeah, he hate me. I did say, so in the chat, he hate me, asked, didn't you say the Impact podcast was dog shit and I should be hosting it? I should. I walked away from that idea, from that vision, because there's so much wrestling I want to talk about. If I add the the non-live show during the weekend, 100%, I could focus more on Impact. I think that'll help out tremendously. So we'll have to see. Hey, follow me. We'll just see what happens. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That way you don't miss anything I put up there. Because, uh, th- yeah, there, there's going to be some other stuff. It's hard to go live because I don't want to advertise, like, hey, I'm going to be live and then miss the live time. Like, if I could just get on the microphone. Like, let, when I look at my Saturday schedule, you know, I have a son and stuff. So, like, even after he goes to bed and I have nothing to do Saturday, I should be out here. I don't want to be live, though, because then it almost puts pressure, like, Make sure everyone's asleep so I can get out there and do it because that's how Tuesdays and Thursdays are. It really is like, okay, everyone's going to bed. Now I'm outside. Now I'm in in the pod closet. So Under Siege is taking place this Saturday. Brian Myers, Black Taru. Uh, This seems like an easy win for Black Taru. Brian Myers beat Crazy Steve tonight. And Black Taru, after losing to Doc Gallows, needs a big win. Black Taru came over from AAA. He's a big fucking dude. He's scary looking. And Brian Myers just won at Rebellion. He beat Zack Ryder. He beat Matt Cardona. So why shouldn't Brian Myers do the favors for Black Taru? So it seems like Brian Myers is on the up. Black Taru is on the down. Give them a give them a one-on-one match to kind of settle things out. Nobody looks any worse. Brian Myers doesn't look worse for losing to a big freak like Black Taru. So I think Black Taru gets a W here. Decay needs some wins, man. After Crazy Steven Rosemary lost tonight. These guys need a couple victories, huh? Uh, Kimberly and Susan are going to be taking on Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood in a tag team match. Kimberly and Susan are the Deanna Parazzo puppets. They're kind of, ever since we lost Havoc and Nevaeh, uh, these, they're an official women's tag team in, in TNA, and that's an important thing to their show. Uh, they really like using all their women, i got to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when, I watch, uh, when, when, when you watch Raw and you're wondering where all the women are, 
When you watch TNA, you know where they all are. They're on the show constantly. They use their women's division really well. They use their women's division better than AEW. Honestly. True. Um, so we have Kimberly. Kimberly, is a, uh, she's a big white lady. She's ready to fight at any moment. Got tattoos. She's yatted. She's worked the indies for years. Susan, formerly Sue Young, the undead bride. There's like a demon inside of her. Right now, she is portraying the gimmick of Susan, which is another word, another name for Karen. She's just being a Karen. So Sue Young, I, I don't remember the whole storyline, but she transformed into Susie, who was like an innocent schoolgirl. School so it was like this weird faces of Foley kind of deal where sometimes she's Sue Young. Sometimes she's Susie, and now she is Susan. So, yeah, it's a Karen character. She's kind of annoying. I don't, re- I don't really like her gimmick at all, but when she helps Deanna win, I appreciate that. Uh, Taylor Wilde is back in Impact Wrestling. She, you know, many years ago, she dethroned Awesome Kong. She, ev- <laughs> she eventually left TNA because she wasn't getting paid enough. She still had to be like a personal trainer on the side. So she was like, you know what? Fuck wrestling. I'm going to go back to doing this. So she's back in TNA. Uh, she, she's their blonde bombshell. She looks great. And she's teaming up with Emma Tennille Dashwood. So we have uh, Tennille Dashwood and Taylor Wilde aren't an official team, by the way. Tennille's been kind of trying to leech herself onto Taylor Wilde, but Taylor's been really resistant. And they have really good chemistry. They really do. So Taylor Wilde and Tennille are going to get the win. Unless, I mean, hey, Tennille could turn on Taylor and kind of build a singles feud out of that because Tennille's gimmick is that it's all about me so I think that would be I mean that could be interesting we could see Tennille Dashwood turning on Taylor Wilde but uh, this is like the NFL draft I'm not going to try and speculate on trades and shit I'm going to stick I'm going to stick to what's on the card and what's on the card is Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood beating Kimberly and Susan as booked tonight on impact the fatal four-way to determine the number one contenders for the tag team championship again this is odd because the Good Brothers are number one contenders in my head, all right? But we have all these great wrestlers. Let's put them in a great match. Ace Austin, Madman Fulton. Ace Austin is like Gambit. That seems to be what his whole gimmick is based off of. He's got that little cane that pops out. That's pretty cool. Madman Fulton used to be in uh, – Gino always corrects me on this. I think he was in Sanity. I don't think he was in the Wyatt family. I think he was in Sanity. He's a big fucking dude. He's a badass. He's their brawler. Please go watch him – in war games from MLW. He's awesome. He does really, really well. Um, TJP. TJ Perkins is teaming up with Maple Leaf Muscle. Petey Williams. TJP, obviously, the Phil and Flash. Mr. Southern California. He's got the 91 tatted on his arm. Can't wait to see it. Petey Williams is back in Impact. He fits so well here. One of the OGs of Impact Wrestling, Team Canada. Loved them. Loved these guys. So we're going to see these guys as a team tonight. Or on Saturday just to kind of, you know, hey, we have nothing to do. Let's team up. Triple XL, my least favorite tag team. Two really fat guys. They're teaming up. Interesting. Uh, and then Rohit Raju and uh, the Des- the Desi Hitman. He's a little Indian fella. He's awesome. And then Mahubali Shira, who is a big Indian fella. That's his heavy. So the two Indian guys, I really like their chances in this match. However, I really also like Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. And that's my official pick is madman fulton and ace austin i think that if you have finchu still as champions you can plug in ace austin and madman fulton and then you can also have the good brothers coming at them saying when we showed up here in impact wrestling a year ago we beat you guys so we should be number one contenders triple threat for the belt gonna be awesome i can't wait to see it i'm picking ace austin and madman fulton good win for these guys plus i listen to ace austin on chris van vliet and ace austin deserves some victories my friends W. Morrissey, formerly Big Cass, is taking on Willie Mack for uh, just, you know, no reason. Just a grudge match. Willie Mack was tossed around like a sack of potatoes by W. Morrissey uh, at, at Rebellion. So Morrissey's looking to get his first, I think. I, I think he beat Sam Beal, obviously, so that was a singles win. But I think W. Morrissey gets another victory here over Willie Mack. We're establishing him, all right? He needs some wins. Willie Mack hasn't really been used in a prominent way lately. So he makes sense putting over W. Morrissey. The Knockouts tag team titles are on the line. Jordan Grace, thick mama pump, apparently. She's thick, and she had a thing with Scott Steiner. So she's thick mama pump. 
she's teaming up with Rachel Ellering, who's also pretty thick. So the two thick chicks are, and Rachel Ellering is also the daughter of Paul Ellering. So that'll be fun. And they're teaming up. They're the champions. They're defending against the former champions. Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan, Faya and Flava, two feisty, kick-ass black women. Uh, really good in the ring. I really like both of them. Tasha Steeles, I watched her in NWA. Took It took me a while to come around, and I, I she grew on me. Kira Hogan, when I uh, I remember tuning into Impact a few years ago, and she was like hanging out with, uh, like I think Sue Young or like Allie or something, and I didn't really get it. And now that she is uh, in this tag team, showing her personality, she's great. So I'm excited to watch this tag team match. Rachel and Jordan just got these fucking belts at Rebellion. So that was, Rebellion was like four weeks ago. So I don't think there's any way they're losing these belts that soon. I think they got to hold on to them for a little bit. Rachel needs to establish herself a little bit more. She's still really new in this company, so why not give her a big win right here on pay-per-view? Or on Impact Plus, rather. Six-man tag team action. Kenny Omega, the god of all professional wrestling, the belt collector, is teaming up with the Good Brothers, the Biz Cliz. So we have a little Bullet Club reunion here. They're going to be taking on Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice. Eddie Edwards, the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. That was my Josh Matthews impression. Watch Eddie Edwards when he was in the American Wolves. Watch Eddie Edwards when he was in Ring of Honor. He looks so good. This guy that I see now on Impact is a fucking shell of what we used to get from Eddie Edwards. But he's the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling, I'm being told. And he's teaming up with Finn Juice, NJPW Royalty. Uh, and I think that Kenny Omega gets a win here. I think that Eddie Edwards being the kind of one of the representatives of Impact Wrestling, he hates Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega isn't a legit Impact guy and he has the Impact title. Uh, I think that Kenny Omega is going to get the big win, gets more heat on Kenny. So that'll be fun. But can't wait to watch that one. That's going to be a good six-man tag. It seems like Kenny Omega brings his best for these six-man tag team matches. As we learned tonight, my hero, the X Division champion, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, the Canadian Kurt Angle. He is going to take on El Fantasmo, fucking Tony Nese from New Japan. Oh, my gosh. I can't stand El Fantasmo. He better not win the X Division title. Josh Alexander just won this championship at Rebellion, and I would love nothing more than to see him beat El Fantasmo. But I, I got to be honest, it seems like Impact Wrestling's marketing strategy is having all of their champions lose to foreign promotions and now their belts are being spread around the world like people in new japan i assume are looking up impact wrestling you know what i mean like they're probably looking up uh hey how come fin juice has these belts oh i impact plus i will get that it's only 800 yen or yeah i think that's right 800 yen so maybe because i know that new japan uh new japan world is 999 yen so that must mean uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, that that must mean that it's 800 yen to get Impact Plus because it's less money. It's 799 yen. So I think I think Josh Alexander keeps his belt. He just won it. Please don't let him lose it. I, I need him to keep it. His main event, six-way, number one contenders match. Now, this isn't elimination, which kind of bothers me. This is not an elimination chamber, which also bothers me. This is not a king of the mountain match, which also kind of bothers me. But we have Chris Sabin, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona. Who is Matt Cardona? We have Trey Miguel and Moose. Moose seems to be the obvious pick. Moose is Impact Wrestling. He should have already been the champion 100 times. He hasn't been the Impact Wrestling champion. He can go to Against All Odds or Slammiversary and beat Kenny Omega for the championship. I think that would be a great main event. It would look good on a poster. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Sammy Callahan made a good argument for himself tonight for why he should be the guy who fights Kenny Omega. Sammy Callahan's not going anywhere. He is Impact Wrestling. He's done his best work of his career in Impact Wrestling. It would make sense for him to stay. I love the idea of Chris Bay. I love Chris Bay in the ring. He was a great X-Division champion. He had really good matches with TJP, Ace Austin. I think that he would be good to fight Kenny Omega. But I think that I'm going to lump him and Trey Miguel and, and Chris Saban in the same category. There's not enough personality there for these guys to enter a program with Kenny Omega. 
I really don't think there is. Chris Bay is he's a really good in ring wrestler. His as far as like what his personality or what his gimmick is, he is just he's the he's the ultimate finesser. He really is. He doesn't do too much, but he's so crisp in the ring. His gimmick is that he's a great wrestler, honestly. It really is so much about how good he is wrestling. It's it's fun to watch him. He really does a great job in the ring. And he, he is cocky, obviously. Good-looking black man. Wears, wears very vibrant vest. He could go into a program with Kenny. I could see it. I would like to see it. I think it would be interesting to push Chris Bay into that scenario. Into that, hey, Chris, we want to give you the biggest opportunity that no one is going to expect that you're going to get. But my realistic opponents are... Matt Cardona, just because he's Zack Ryder, you can easily book him as the as the face of Slammiversary or against all odds whenever you have this match. Moose, who Moose, Moose is Moose. I mean, he seems like a shoe win. He should have been the champion already. I keep saying that. And Sammy Callahan, who's not going anywhere, who would have an awesome match with Kenny Omega. I'm picking Moose. I'm picking Moose. It's time. You cannot keep burying Moose. He's in the best shape of his life. He had a great match with... I hated that match with Rich Swan. okay? I had it. I had it. I hated him losing to Rich Swan with, by roll-up. It was a weak match. It made him look like shit. But I got to go with Moose. I think, I think, and I think that June thing, I think he's just saying that. I honestly don't see him going anywhere. I think he's staying in, in Impact Wrestling. He's wrestled there his entire... I think he did some stuff for Ring of Honor. But most of his wrestling career has been in Impact Wrestling. That's where he belongs, and I hope he stays. So that's Under Siege this Saturday, the day before WrestleMania Backlash. This is a wrestling-packed weekend. So if you're one of these Impact loyalists who are uh, just checking out Vleeties for the Impact predictions, I also watch WWE, all right? I know there's other Impact Wrestling podcasts that make themselves not allowed. They, they say, hey, we're not allowed to watch WWE, okay? So they don't do it. I watch them both. And I watch MLW and NWA and all of them. Uh, coming up this Tuesday on the USA Network, WWE NXT is live from the Capitol Wrestling Center. Zoe Stark and Tony Storm are going to finish their rivalry, assumedly. Tony Storm, uh, since coming to like the United States version of NXT, I have not really gotten it. I have not really liked her as much as I did when she was in NXT UK. She's a good-looking blonde chick. She kind of has a punk rock gimmick in a lot of ways. Uh, Zoe Stark is like wholesome. I think she's a mom. She just rubs. She seems like a mom to me. And they brought in Zoe Stark as this underdog. They brought her in like, like she just seemed like a jobber. She dresses like a jobber. And she's gotten some big wins lately. And she had a great showing against Saray, who they get. It seems like they kind of put the brakes on Saray. They brought her in and I, she wasn't on the show this week, I don't think. So I think they're giving her some time. They're also giving Zia Lee some time. I mean, it's NXT, so you don't see everybody every week. You don't see Adam Cole every week. They space out their talent so you don't oversaturate them. It's the complete opposite of Monday Night Raw, where Monday Night Raw, um, uh, Monday Night Raw is like, hey, you remember Drew McIntyre? Opening segment, closing segment, back from the commercial break, middle of the show, top of the hour. Like every fucking minute, you need to be reminded Drew McIntyre is on Raw, and Bobby Lashley's on Raw. So I'm not sure where that comes from in the, on the main roster, but Triple H knows. Spread the shit out. Don't oversaturate the characters. Zoe Stark's been on there quite a bit, though. She's been on the show a lot more than Zoe Stark, or than Zoe Stark than Tony Storm. So, I think uh, I think Tony Storm gets a big win. Zoe Stark is awesome, and she's a great babyface, but she gains nothing from a victory. I feel she's still new to the company, so it'll be nice to just have her put over Tony because Tony needs a win. Uh, Tony can challenge Raquel soon, you know, because Raquel's doing that UFC gimmick I talked about. Raquel Gonzalez is not a heel. She's not a baby face. And she can wrestle Mercedes Martinez, who's a heel. She can wrestle Tony Storm, who's a heel. She can then easily move on to a program with Zoe Stark, Saray, baby faces. She can wrestle them all, which is great. So I'm picking uh, Tony Storm this Tuesday on, t- on USA. Steel cage match, everybody. I love a steel cage match. And I love Johnny Gargano, and I love Bronson Reed right now. This is going to be a fun one. I, for some reason, I, all of this tells me Johnny Gargano just stays champion. They are pushing Bronson Reed in a way where he can – This having that belt might help him out. But Johnny Gargano is just the perfect champion, he, and he's not going to be NXT champion anytime soon. So I like that he is the North American champion, 
And I think he's going to keep his belts against uh, the colossal Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed's a big fucking dude, all right? But Johnny Gargano, the way that means uh, Austin Theory, people are going to help and make sure Johnny Gargano does not lose his fucking championship, all right? There's no way. Nobody will let this guy lose his belt. He's going to keep it for a long, long time. So I think we did it. We talked about Under Siege. We talked about fucking everything, dudes. Talked about Impact tonight. Talked about uh, Quigley. He's throwing stuff in there. Oh, I got a, I got some. Uh, I'm Corey. I'm so sorry. I hope you're still there on the Twitch chat. I drank from milk bags, damn it. All the milk bags I can get. Oh, my gosh. So let's take a look. Sonny Gino sent us some videos to watch and enjoy. What I'd like to do moving forward, Gino, is play these at the end. Because if I, since I am trying to go live on YouTube as well, it helps to put this stuff at the end. Because YouTube's going to be like, oh, you have content that's from other YouTubers. Oh, boo-hoo. So then I can just, hey, YouTube, do whatever you want with it, all right? But it'll live on forever on Trovo and Twitch. And I can even cut it out in the middle, too. That's not a big deal. But let me see. I know I got the secret investor. Let's bring this up on the big screen for everybody here. What does this even mean, Gino? I don't even know what this means. I see an NXT logo in the background, so let's take a look. Uh, pumped. Do you know why? Why so? I'm pumped because this is two weeks. McKenzie Mitchell. Yeah, you've been getting all these weird Remember? text messages all from the silent investor. Testament. I don't know who gave my number out in the first place. I feel like it was... I was going to say Huntley. He doesn't have my number. Must have been Josiah. Must have been. Um, Must have been Yeah, because you've been getting these cryptic texts. I don't know what this is, so I don't even know. I don't even know what... Oh, uh, thank you, JJ. That'd be great. I don't even know what uh, what this is. I don't know wh what storyline this is about. So this is interesting. Thanks so about the silent investor. Today should be the day that we're gonna find out who gave us all of this gorgeous. Who do you, okay, last stuff. final guest. Who do you think it's going to be? My last guess. I'm gonna go. I have no idea what this is. What's next? I've never heard of that. Is this some sort of a talk show on? On Peacock or on YouTube, I've never heard of this. Ladies, <laughs> Cameron Grimes to the moon. Cameron Grimes here. Cam, hello, Cameron Grimes. Remember Welcome me? back. Well, to what do we owe the pleasure? Exactly. What do well, Welcome on in. Tell you the truth, I'm making money. I've been getting my checks. Wait a minute. I you're the one yes. What is this? What is this, Gino? Texting me? Well, I got, this, I got this burner Wait. phone here, and I, I thought burner I had been phone. texting. Hold on. I just want to read, like, some of the comments and stuff on this video. Like, what is this? It just said, so this is a WWE video. The secret investor is revealed. What's next? May 13th, 2021. Cameron Grimes tries to convince McKinsey and Alicia Taylor that he's the secret investor behind the show. And the real financier emerges. Okay, so this is something people willingly watch. You, but something messes up, and when I send it, it makes the messages knew, look all weird. I've been getting these weird messages from me. Wait a minute. So you're saying that you were the silent investor all along? Well, you see, ladies, last time I was on here, you know, I didn't want to come on here and strut my stuff, but... You know, I was seeing how good the show's been McKenzie. doing, and the set, <laughs> the set's been looking really it good. It looks great, you know, right? I, I knew it was. Where's Kathy oh, Kelly? Oh, at? Right. I thought Kathy Kelly was coming back. When are we gonna get Kathy oh, Kelly oh, back? I've never I seen this. I didn't even know this thing existed. That sounds like no, because see, this is actually yellow gold, Mickey. I actually, uh, I actually like yellow gold more. See, see, I don't think you got oh. all of my stuff. Wait a minute. What? I, this isn't you. Did I text you? you? How did she just get a text from the silent investor? How did she get one when he's sitting right there, not on his phone? You just text me. I, I, I might have just sent you a text. Wait a What's second. Going on? You're here? not the silent investor. But, uh, you guys. I have a strong feeling I know who it is, though. I just got this video. Hey, it was me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Better wrestling. 
Cameron Grimes is throwing a massive fit while Mackenzie Mitchell and Alicia Taylor make the weirdest smiley faces I've ever seen in my life. Gino, I don't know how you found this. I don't know how you made it two minutes and 53 seconds in. This is some of the oddest shit I've ever watched in my life. I would not have made it this far. I love Cameron Grimes and I love the gimmick with Ted DiBiase. But even these two chicks have to know this is the worst. To the moon. I don't even know what to say. We got to hurry up because I need to shower. That was a lot right, of hair here. and spit. Yeah. We got the women. We got Alicia Taylor. Amazing video. Thank you, Gino. I love Mackenzie Mitchell. Anything with her, I will watch. I love Cameron Grimes. Anything with him, I will watch. This is exactly what we needed, Gino. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming in and hanging out. Let's let's wrap up this podcast. They're giving me the go-home cue. It's time to ride off into that sunset. And again, if you're listening on the podcast, always appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening. I always appreciate it. It goes a long way. I want to get more reviews. I know you're out there. I look at these download counts, and I'm like, why do I have no reviews? And you know what? I listen to like 30 podcasts, and I don't leave reviews either, so I understand. But you look, the reviews help, all right? I got Manscaped sending me emails, and they want metrics, so we need to grow this shit, all right? Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22